the dad comes out on stage right as you're starting to process what happened, right? He's got this like hand broom and dusting, and he starts like sweeping up all of the vomit and blood and pus and human effluence and then even the dead dog at this point. He's putting it into a garbage can but not saying a word. And then just lights go out, right? And you're like, well, what's the name of your act? He says, the aristocrats. <laughs> Should we? Oh, we're rolling. Okay. All right. Well, welcome to the podcast. This is the welcome. Video Reformation with Ben Oliver and Justin Plant. We are the co-founders of Storyboard Media. God, I wish we were a video podcast right then because those <laughs> dance moves you were just showing off. Oh, was that a dance? It was. It was. It was, it was a, a type of dance. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Um. Yeah, we could even do an entire episode on why we're not a video podcast, and that would be a lot of it. Just the <laughs> dancing that we do, trying to throw each other off while we're doing these episodes. <laughs> you got uh, through it pretty, pretty well. Though. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, let's see. We are going to continue our um, kind of walking through the seven phases. We last week covered post-production. That's right. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about distribution. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into distribution, uh, it appears that we have a new sponsor mm-hmm. this week. Yep. Is I that? Can, yeah, it's true. We just can't keep anyone around for for more than a yeah, two weeks at a time. Yeah, we've covered this. We we only give. I mean, there is a lot of power in our endorsement, That's and true. most companies don't need more than the one, one episode. The one episode. Yeah. Um, but so as you know, um. Sometimes companies just send us stuff in, in a pile, in like literally a pile, With a, check. Of, a pile of cash, a check. Yes. Um, this is one of those. Um, Can you, you make a pile out of one bill? Suppose it, no. <laughs> just, so. We got four quarters from someone once and we made <laughs> a, a stack of four quarters. But they didn't send any copy okay. on this one. It was just in the box. Um, and you, you tried, I know you loved it. Um, I love that. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd, I'd never go back to anything different. <laughs> Sorry. That uh, doesn't feel like a setup at all. <laughs> uh, Let's treat our sponsors with the respect and gravitas that they deserve. Right. Well, the um, it's called your in. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, the, the yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, but ultimately, it keeps you from peeing on the floors. Um, <laughs> I can't quite go into detail. <laughs> I can as to how it works. <laughs> but uh, just respecting some of our listeners. Sure. <clears throat> um. But it is a fantastic product. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So it's what 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 I'm not. I mean, I use it for every day, like at the office use, right? <laughs> right. And it has just changed my life. Um, you can do like three or four other things while you're, take you know, going number one. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about it yeah it just, while you're going i i think i think that's a tagline we suggested for them is is do number two three and four while you're going number one <laughs> um funny. yeah and then they didn't want to just get into what number three and number four were but um i think they didn't want to pay for it but but i'm interested given the, the complex nature of the device itself do you sleep in it or do you find yourself actually like putting it in and on like you know when you get up in the middle of the night because because i know that's a problem for for you yeah so i i wear it at all times sure. uh, but it only it only works within a certain radius of a toilet oh you've got you've got the 3000 <laughs> yes oh i, I haven't so, even tried the 3000 yet yeah well, I went and upgraded as soon as they sent. It's the, geocached, the right? Like <laughs> you set a little a little homing beacon on your toilet, <laughs> right? The toilets you commonly use, sure, or urinals. And and when five G gets here, I mean, the it'll pee for you, <laughs> basically. Yeah. So you're in. Uh, thank you for uh, 
I don't know, sponsoring this podcast and yeah. helping our listeners out. Yeah. Um, the female version is coming out in 2022. Okay. Um, so. All right. Um, well, yes, thank you to our new sponsor. You've changed our lives, and uh, I imagine you'll change the lives of many of our listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, many, many of, of our, our listeners. Listener. Wow, we are on today. <laughs> okay, so on to our discussion of distribution. Mm, how appropriate. Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about how to successfully disseminate your video content today. Um, Do you want to start by defining what we mean by distribution? Sure. Uh, in its so so actually sorry back up. We're on the we're on the next layer. We're above strategies in the bottom layer here. Right. The next layer is pre-production, production, and post-production. Yep. You've made the things. Yep. Next layer is distribution and promotion. Mm-hmm. So today we're just covering distribution. Yep. There is a quite a gray line between the, the two. Yeah. Um, so how would we define distribution? I define distribution as putting your video content out there so that it can be found in its yep. broadest sense. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk a little bit about some of the places you can do that, some of the tools that you can do that with. But mm-hmm. talking about the gray line between distribution and promotion, it's, well, first of all, we call it a gray line because depending on the scenario, it's just easier to say this is distribution or this, this is promotion. But uh, you know, it, it works, it tends to work to say that distribution is putting it out there so anybody can find it, and promotion is targeting specific people. Mm-hmm. So, so basically bringing it to someone. So distribution isn't, um, distribution could potentially be a tree falling in the forest and nobody hearing it. Right. Right? Because it, at its simplest form, you could you could upload it to your web server, I suppose, and embed yeah. like a flash player. I would yeah. recommend that. This is this is a bad example, but you could do that, and and technically you've distributed your video. Sure. Um, and so that's why distribution and promotion often go hand in hand, is because then promotion is a way to say these are the people who I want to see this video, these videos, this content. And so I'm going to either with a hashtag or with targeting uh, ad campaigns or retargeting <clears throat> campaigns or programmatic channels, whatever, I'm going to actually put it in front of these people mm-hmm. who I want to see it. Yep. Um, so they definitely go hand in hand, um, but you could totally distribute it away that, uh, that nobody actually sees it. We're gonna talk a little bit more today about how to distribute it so that people will find it. And then in our next episode, we'll talk about targeting it to specific people. Yep, perfect. Okay, so let's start with, let's just start with where you would distribute video content. Sure. What are some of the channels that are typically used for for distributing video content? uh, Most of it is web-based, I would say. Sure. Um, So you already mentioned one, your website. Mm -hmm. Great place to put your video content. Yeah. Email is a channel. Yeah. Um, like individual emails or like marketing emails? Well, you know what? Is that technically promotion then? Ah, interesting. So it's a channel, but if using that channel, you would then be promoting the content. That's true. But it's not even distributing, it, it wouldn't even be putting the video out there. You're, you're calling people to a site. Because mm-hmm. video cannot be played in an email anyhow. Right. So, yeah, so Well, not reliably <clears throat> anyway. Yeah, Apple's testing that. They've done some, some yeah. work. Um, I can't wait, I mean, for the day where you can just watch an email. Yeah, that'll be great. Or watch a video in your email. Watch an email. Watch an email, yeah. yeah. Um, social channels, obviously. Let uh, me go back to email real quick. Um, because I think it's worth noting, too, <clears throat> that I mean, we kind of jumped ahead to like when you can play a video in an email in the email player. Client, yeah. But I still think that's that's still novel enough. We did a test, I think it was, I don't know, maybe it was longer than a year ago. It feels like it was about a year ago. We did a test where we had created some sales video content mm-hmm. that were gonna go into <clears throat> sequences. Mm-hmm. And in our initial pre-launch testing, we had, I think we had just put I think the the first line of text said something about, hey, I'm Justin, um, wanted to reach out to you about XYZ, check out the video below to whatever. 
And then there was just a, a thumbnail, mm-hmm. right? A static thumbnail image <clears throat> from the video. Yep. It wasn't a link, at least. We knew it needed to it be. Was a, a it, it, it was a link. It was a link. The image was a link. The yep. image was a link, but it wasn't like just a, like a hyperlink, like a text hyperlink, right. right? So there was an image in there that was a thumbnail. Um, because we live in this space, we thought that would be enough. And what we found in our small test case was that people didn't actually know to click on that. Mm-hmm. to play the video. <clears throat> so it's like they were reading, watch the video below, and then they skipped over the image, read more text, and they're like, where's the video? Right. And so that's an instance where, you know, and these are smart people that we were. We're marketing to marketers. Yeah. And so you'd think that they would know, but but even then they needed a play button right. on that thumbnail in an email to know, in addition to the actual text context, right. to say, check out the video below. And then they click on that, and then they end up on a landing page. So, uh, you know, I, I, maybe the playing video in email will will take away some of that novelty. Still, it'll make it more accessible. But you know, that, that like that's almost more where we are now, is that people don't get that an image can be a video. Yeah, even Vidyard defaults to adding a link. Yeah, uh, like a text-based link, mm-hmm. yep. uh, along with a thumbnail. <clears throat> so. Okay, so email. Is a promotion channel. <laughs> Technically, according sure. to us. Yeah. Now, um, social, I mean, you can you can lump a lot of stuff in that, anywhere from obviously the Instagram and, and Facebook, uh, LinkedIn is a social channel. Um, Twitter. Yep, Twitter. Snapchat, TikTok. All these, that's correct. Um, you're a big TikToker. I'm a big TikToker. Yeah. You, you've got an astound, like a astonishing amount of followers. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a nom de plume <clears throat> that I use. Yeah. You won't don't if you search so, for uh, yeah Ben Oliver the third. Yeah. You won't. If you know, you know. Yeah. Well, um, that's that's the name. That's yeah. <laughs> yes. Damn it. <laughs> okay. Uh, <clears throat> so yep, social channels definitely. So website, email, social channels. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube is sure. one of those that is a channel, and a, it's a place you can just put video. Mm-hmm. It can also be a place where you promote video. It can be a hosting platform. It's a, it's all it's a whole bunch of things. It's really a, an amazing tool. Yeah, it's. I mean, it does have its shortcomings, but it is free, and it is. Uh, what it, you know? What's the saying? It, it is the world's lo- second largest search engine, right, behind Google. So good for them for owning both of those. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. We'll get into it a little bit more when we talk about hosting platforms in a few minutes. Um, so in that in that case, uh, Vimeo is also a- along those lines, mm-hmm. where it's a place that people will go and kind of look for stuff, right. Um, well, and I think the behaviors between YouTube and Vimeo are very different. Yes. The user behavior. I think user behavior. I saw in the content, of course. Just yesterday, I saw that ninety-seven. It was ninety-four or ninety-seven percent of eighteen to twenty-four-year-olds have used YouTube mm-hmm. in, in the U.S. And that is a just a stunning amount. Yeah. Uh, I mean, ninety-seven percent. Even if it's ninety-four percent, that's a stunning. And but it's used differently than Vimeo is used. People tend to go to Vimeo to find um, cinematic, good quality, kind of create. And, and I don't want to say that YouTube isn't good quality, but they go to find that more cinematic, maybe artsy. Yeah. Um, You'll stuff find a lot more shorts there. Yep. Um, shorts, jorts, capris, all those. Yeah, three quarter length. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Vimeo, Vimeo has always kind of positioned itself as a place for. Uh, oddly creators even though youtube <clears throat> tends to use that terminology so yeah. much in a lot of their literature but also going through the youtube certification stuff what's interesting about youtube is how they set it up uh where even when they're talking to creators they're saying create content that's going to be good for our advertisers to advertise in mm-hmm. so you know <clears throat> because vimeo doesn't have any ads they don't have that approach at all it's make what you're going to make express yourself and this is a place to show off mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And so a lot of people, I, th- I do think Vimeo is the second highest trafficked uh, video site out there. So okay. there are a lot of people going to it, they, they, but they're going to YouTube to say, 
how to change my carburetor mm -hmm. and they're not going to vimeo necessarily to say how to change my carburetor mm -hmm. that's true is a carburetor something you can change <coughs> i don't know motorcycles yes. <laughs> yes um yeah the intent there's is different yeah which is what makes youtube such a powerful advertising tool because it's intent based yeah um another one is in person you know think about walking by a storefront and seeing ads like or just content there mm -hmm. like at a at a booth at a trade show yep um, that's what i was thinking you know it's just playing there at all times yep uh, what else we got i think well i think there's even more to in person i, I think you've got um opportunities where video can be a part of your presentations if it's mm -hmm. a sales presentation sure. or an internal you know department converse mm -hmm. uh, presentation that kind of thing you know with video you get to show and tell that's a lot of what a presentation is why not you know if there are parts that are you know better told by someone who can't be there why not capture that on video right. and and make it a part so i think that's another another way that that you know people come at it from such a marketing perspective all the time that sometimes they they forget about some of those you know opportunities to use video so that would be yeah. another thing that we would consider distribution because that's where you're putting it so that people can see it mm -hmm. um We've got to be missing something, but in terms of channels, those are kind of the the more oftenly used channels. Yep. Yep, because those are, are external, those are internal. Um, you know, even <coughs> if it's an email to, you know, your entire company mm -hmm. for some kind of internal comms thing, you know, you're focusing on using, you know, email as in, your channel. Or in person. Yeah, yeah. So that's a lot of places for video to go. Mm -hmm. Do you uh, do you put video in each of those places individually? Are there ways to streamline any of that? Is there a way to uh, host it in one place and and distribute it out to multiple channels? How does that typically work? Yeah, um, well, most companies will use a hosting platform. It's just a lot easier than having it all run off of your server. Mm -hmm. Um, that may sound like an obvious thing, but some people just <laughs> may not know that. Right. <clears throat> um, there are a lot of hosting platforms out there now. Um, they essentially let you house all of your content and publish it in many different ways. Mm -hmm. um, so you could have that one video file living uh, on a streaming you know, service, a, a hosting platform, and you could put it out there like um, YouTube or Vimeo or mm -hmm. any of the other more specialized yep. ones. Um, and then you can, from there you can embed it on your website. You can publish it to social channels. You can gather the statistics that you may want uh, about the, the viewer behavior. I think that's the thing that differentiates as we go through some of the, the hosting options. To me, that's the big differentiator is the analytics you can get as you go through the different options, mm -hmm. you get more and more access to and flexibility with data, yeah. um, user behaviors, um, capturing information, tracking information, all those kinds of things. And then so of course you pay a premium mm -hmm. to have access to all of that information. Um, so why don't we start at, I guess the bottom of the price list. Sure. Let's start the with the free There are quite option. a few freebies out there. Yes. Um, that that do an excellent job. YouTube is 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 unless you're advertising, which would be a promotion conversation. YouTube is always free. Mm -hmm. Vimeo has a free option. Wistia has a free option mm -hmm. still. Um, I, I don't know that it. anybody else has a, a free option. Yeah. Uh, when you get into like <coughs> Vidyard's Go Video and Wistia Soapbox, I think those have. Those are free, free options, mm -hmm. and they're all limited by like, like currently Wistia's free option gives you three videos. Sure, and as, it keeps as a their limit. branding on the player. Yeah, you can't customize anything, and yeah. you have limited access to data. Yeah, so that's that's fine if that's all you need, and you don't need that access. Then then great, Wistia is a nice a nice player. It's a pretty, it's a, to, it looks nice. It's fast. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people tend to default to YouTube mm -hmm. though. So many, um, and, and I get it, it's free, it's easy to use, it's searchable, searchable. Um, and I think that's something we want to talk about um, in more depth also is uh, 
making it searchable too Mm -hmm. you know optimizing that stuff Mm -hmm. we'll get to that in our next section but um you know and and then you're able to embed a youtube video into your website you're able to put a link into any of those social channels and it will usually convert that into the video to play right there in 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 the stream so Mm -hmm. why wouldn't everybody use youtube we we often recommend that our clients use YouTube to to the fullest advantage, right? If it's a huge search engine and you want that content to be found, chances are it can be found on YouTube. Or, or people will go to YouTube to try and find the answers you're... Yeah, I think that goes back to that intent <clears throat> right. uh, of the platform. People are going there to, you know, uh, learn about AI <clears throat> basics mm-hmm. or, you know how to change a carburetor, whatever. Um, YouTube has changed uh, some of its features over the past years, but it, you know, when you had an account, um, you, you couldn't always keep people uh, contained. Uh-huh. There, there are a lot of times, you know, there, there's all those videos on the right side of the screen that is telling you to click. Yep. There's there's a lot of distractions on YouTube. Yes. Um, there are other reasons not to rely entirely on YouTube would be the viewer behavior data. Mm-hmm. Um, you're very limited in terms of what you can understand. <clears throat> now, the, the YouTube account um, and Google Analytics and and pre-roll campaigns and all that stuff does kind of build into a, a, a bigger statistical data lake, for lack of a better term. but. Yeah, once um, you're paying for running campaigns. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but as well, a free and, tool. And one of the things that I find so frustrating about the data that YouTube provides is that it's, 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 they seem to have designed it to aggregate all of your video content. It's, I, I feel like it's just, its default mode is for everything that you've published, here's how many views you have. Here's how long people have watched. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it loses that level of options as you dive into individual videos. I think all the data is there, obviously, to aggregate yes. it. But Which it's, is so annoying. It's just it's harder un- to find. Unlock it. I wish they exactly. would unlock it. Yeah. For business. Yes. I can't believe they haven't just offered an enterprise level or a business level. I swear I saw something about it I know. six months ago, and I went to look at it. Uh, look for it uh, earlier today, and I couldn't find it anywhere. I mean, you can have uh, branded channels, but you can't quite get the statistics right, but, but you, you can't, want. And, and you can't get like built-in calls to action yeah. like you can with some of the other platforms. I mean, that's a big thing. If you're <clears throat> using video you know, on your site and through other channels to actually capture leads mm-hmm. and like <clears throat> identify MQLs, um, YouTube... That, that's a functionality that YouTube doesn't do at all, right. really, is let you capture that. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't embed a YouTube player on a landing page that has a, a form right below the player, right, right. but we're talking about you know people's attention spans and distractions and all that kind but of stuff. It, like, Might as well make it as easy as possible and have that form open in the video player. As that submission form uh, connects that data, that, you know, that user who entered their information, connects that data to the CRM, you don't get any of that viewing behavior data along with it. Right. It doesn't attach. Yep. So yes, you can still have that site and like a landing page, embed a YouTube embed uh, YouTube hosted video, and put your HubSpot form on the site. But you're not gonna you're not gonna know that this person watched these six videos and has a uh, you know a score, a lead mm-hmm. score of ninety two percent. Yeah, no, and, and, and those are things that, that, that Wistia and 23 and Vidyard and Brightcove can do. Vimeo now has five different levels. Yeah. It seems like every six weeks they're coming out with a new level of service, and I can't keep up, and they do a really poor job of, of allowing their prospects to self-educate. Last week, I was for one of our clients, I was trying to figure out this enterprise level. And, yeah, there's nothing on the site about it, so I had – three separate calls, all one day, all different people. And just to find out if I could connect a CRM and and do that sort of like lead tracking and, and yeah. attribution. Yes, exactly. And they're like, oh no, sorry, we can't do that. Yeah. So they, they went big on live. 
And yes, they did. They went really big on live, and now they've like that's all they've got. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So with Wistia, with twenty three, with Vidyard, with Brightcove, you can actually, when you capture a viewer's information, those, if I'm not mistaken, all of those platforms will actually backfill data and mm-hmm. show historically. So it'll track, you know, via cookies and whatever. And so it'll know by a cookie how many videos you've watched, you know, through that platform. Even if you only filled out the form three weeks later. Yeah. And then if you, you know, if you ever then fill out the form with, you know, name, email, submit, then all of a sudden it attaches that information to the cookie. So it can look back all the way through your history and say, this is how many videos this individual watched how long they watched, you can set up lead scoring, you can tie that to your CRM, you can get pings, you can do all that stuff. That's that's hugely valuable information mm-hmm. in the marketing and sales processes. So where do we, where, let's talk about some of those more advanced mm-hmm. analytic platforms. Where can yep. we find, Like, where, do you have a preference? Um, how would you lead someone to the right platform? I think, I mean, there's so many similarities. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with the volume of video content you're creating. Um, for example, Wistia's first paid plan, first level like paid plan, it I think it's $99 a month, and this is always subject to change, but as of today, it's $99 a month, and you get 100 videos included, and it's 25 cents per additional video. So if you've got a video library of anywhere around 100 videos, it's probably worth it to be able to get an unbranded player, to get those analytics, um, to get those viewer behavior analytics, mm-hmm. the integrations, those kinds of things. That's what we use for most of our content. Yes. Is, is a paid Wistia version. Yep. Um, if you've got more than that, um, I think, uh, especially if you're integrating video into sales at all. I think Vidyard is a, uh, a great platform. Um, you just get some more robust features. You get access to some um, more, uh, you've got access to custom integrations. Mm-hmm. Whereas Wistia, I think, restricts it to HubSpot, Salesforce, and Marketo maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll fix it in the show notes if that's not right. Um, you can basically like pick one, yeah, here it is, one premium integration with HubSpot, Pardot, or Marketo. Um, whereas, so not even sales, so it's not really. Yeah, so it's not even Salesforce. It, it, it's a very much still a marketing platform. And that's fine because they know there's plenty of opportunity for marketers using video that they don't need to you know, get into how it can work for sales. Vidyard, 23 to a lesser extent, they're a newer company and they've got a lot of- Swedish, right? Danish? Danish. Scandinavian. Scandinavian company. They're up there. Yep. Um, It's like the European Canada. We, we, I guess technically we're an agency partner with them. We tested their platform for a while and found some really promising things. Mm -hmm. Um, Pricing was great. Pricing was fantastic. Um, They've got a really intuitive lead scoring option Mm -hmm. where you, you you can very easily go through and set the parameters by which a lead that has entered their information can actually be scored based on how many videos they've watched. You can set it by how long they've watched, if they've repeated, like it just basically has sliders and you can go through and weight different behaviors. Yeah, you can almost test in real time and get that feedback right away, it's fun. But why don't we use them anymore? Well, we don't use them anymore because they have serious, uh, I don't even know what the technical term is, they got data issues. I mean, it takes a long time for the player to load. And if I'm gonna click play, I expect something to start playing immediately. Right mm-hmm. And if I gotta wait like two and a half seconds for it. it I mean, sometimes it was up to like eight seconds. Yeah, it would just, you and know, we have, it was we those have flashing lines. Like it was loading. Good internet here, it's not, yeah. it's not an it issue. It wasn't on our end. Um, <laughs> wasn't my fault. So that was disappointing, but you know, I, I still we still have access to the platform and as they figure those things out, they've got a, an interesting approach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Vidyard is more focused on uh, video in marketing, sales, and customer success. So they've actually designed their platform to to integrate with, for example, Salesforce. They've even got a Salesforce dashboard, like reports template, kind of thing. Yeah. That's an out of the box kind of add on thing. Where if you're using Salesforce to track your deals, you can actually go back to the point where, as long as your sales 
people are using it properly, using Salesforce properly, you can actually attribute revenue to videos watched, mm -hmm. um, which is a great tool for any marketing or salesperson creating video to be able to have to say, hey, our video, the 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 $300,000 that we invested in video this year generated $8.6 million or contributed to $8.6 million mm -hmm. in our revenue this year, whatever it is. Some of you out there may be wondering, well, doesn't HubSpot offer video hosting now? And they do at a certain level. Um, the reason I didn't bring that up during hosting platforms is because it's actually provided by Vidyard. Vidyard, yeah. It's a deal they worked out. I think it's very smart. It closely ties the two companies together and, and helps them um, on both sides just learn more about that process. I mean, the fact that you've got all of your video content in your CRM with the horsepower that Vidyard provides is a phenomenal option. Mm -hmm. I think it's worth noting also that we are, you know, as a disclaimer, we are agency partners with Wistia, Vidyard, 23. That's it. Brightcove? Or we yeah, never heard back from yeah, them? We don't work with <laughs> big enough code. Basically, they partner with us so that we can bring them leads and that was all that he was interested in was like so who okay. do you have on deck and i'm like i'm just trying to learn he's like okay <laughs> okay so maybe not bright cove i mean we have clients that might be good for bright cove but yeah he didn't give me any the time of day i'm like i don't know i need to learn more about your platform i'm not just going to hand you my clients irresponsibly well, and, and, and that's really what what an agency partner is and and again more disclaimer stuff with some of these agency partners we get referral <clears throat> fees Mm -hmm. And with some of them, we don't. But that does not influence. That doesn't influence it's, us it's, at all. It's minimal. In, in, yeah. it, it's it's really about understanding our clients and what the right solution is for them, and then we've got the relationships where we can make that handoff <clears throat> instead of just saying, "Hey, you should use Vidyard," and you know, direct our clients to you know the website and say, "Just say you want a demo." like we're actually able to connect them with our rep who yep. connects them with a the sales rep and walks them through and we're very involved in that onboarding. process and so that's really why mm -hmm. we're an agency partner and the better we understand right that's why bright cove is a problem because we can't recommend it if we don't know how it works yeah. or who it should work for um so that's why we're an agency partner with the people we are agency partners with it's worth mentioning that uh there are a number of platforms out there facebook LinkedIn, um, where you basically get extra points for uploading natively. What do you mean so extra points? Their algorithms are, are proprietary. I don't know exactly how it works, but through more likely to show up in someone's feed if you're exactly uploading a file rather than posting a, a YouTube a link, link or embedding a YouTube. Video. And the logic there is clear, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you don't want people to leave your site, and they so won't. if you're LinkedIn. You're going to, you know, give additional points to someone who's uploading the video to YouTube, and people are going to stay. No, or, or, sorry, LinkedIn, um, as opposed to YouTube, uh, because they're going to stay on LinkedIn uh, as opposed to having that little YouTube logo in the bottom <coughs> where they could click that. Mm -hmm. and you just end up going to YouTube, and you're not on LinkedIn anymore. Right. Um, we had some <coughs> issues, just like with 23. We had some issues with LinkedIn. They're uh, working through native video, and they've gotten usually, a lot better. They have. Um, but they had they had some basic compression issues. Right. I mean, they were overcooking the hell out of everything we were uploading. Uh, when we, I mean, we were, you know, I'm not saying we were in a test, but it's you know a test group, a beta test or anything. But as soon as it was available, we tried it, mm -hmm. and it was just the quality was unusable. Mm -hmm. um, but we now use native uploading on on LinkedIn because they've gotten a lot better at that mm -hmm. too. So I mean, things change month to month, and so. You know, if you're listening, to, this is, you know, August 27th, 2019, when we're recording this. If you're listening to this in March of 2020, things could have easily gotten better or worse or more expensive or more complicated at any of these places. Um, another benefit to using something like uh, Vidyard, um, my guess is Brightcove has an option like this. But we uh, don't know. <laughs> even 23, um, is being able to from Vidyard publishing to YouTube. So you can set up folders right. that just like, if I know that I want these videos, you may not want all of your videos to be publicly accessible, right? 
Definitely. Some of them you want just for customers. Some of them you want more privatized in some the marketing funnel. Some of it's proprietary funnel. information. Some yep. of it's pitches. Yep, all kinds of reasons. Well, Vidyard gives you the ability, and others like them, they're more enterprise level. They give you the ability to have your own sort of like video libraries on your page. Um, but they also give you the ability to publish to YouTube, publish to other channels. And that that means that all of the information that YouTube is going to gather, as limited as it is, it will gather and it will feed that information back into Vidyard so that you... So it becomes a repository for all of your... Yes, yeah, so that yeah. the views that you capture on, on YouTube are not lost in the Vidyard uh, data. Yep. And so it kind of centralizes some of that process and so you can set, even set up folders within Vidyard so that you know if you want these ones to be on your YouTube channel, as soon as you upload them and, and organize them in such a way, they automatically publish to YouTube and you don't have to you know go publishing or, or uploading to five or six different places. It can, you can do it all from one spot. Mm -hmm. Um, let's talk a little bit, uh, just, just to keep our audience from having to Google things. Let's talk a little bit about pricing for these okay. platforms too, because there's a wide range of pricing because mm -hmm. as we've, as we've kind of gone through and, and gotten to these more complex analytics and, and more bandwidth and, and all those kinds Video of things just that finally are just started part of it. Pricing. Yeah. So, so the people who, who at least share their pricing, um, you know, we're not going to we wouldn't share anything proprietary or, or whatever, but yeah. the people who publicly share their pricing, of course, YouTube is free. Mm -hmm. If you want to run ad campaigns, that kind of thing, that's going to cost money. But you know, just to have a YouTube account to be able to host on YouTube, totally free. Vimeo has a free option. Um, and then as of right now, they've got five paid options on Vimeo, on Vimeo that go from $7 a month to, I guess, custom. So plus is $7 a month, pro is $20 a month, business is $50 a month, and premium, which is that first of the kind of top two phases where they really go big on live streaming, is $75 a month. And then they've got this new enterprise level where they don't publish, it's all custom mm -hmm. pricing. Mm -hmm. But I imagine it would be more than $75 a month on average, just because of the way that they structure these out. So those are certainly, reasonable numbers for a small or mid-sized business. Wistia, again, it has that, that free plan and then it's got this $99 per month pro plan uh, where you get, sorry, I think earlier I said that it includes 100 free videos. It includes 10 free videos. And then you're paying a quarter for each additional video oh, outside of that. Big difference. That is a big difference. Um, so, and then, so that $99 per month and then their second is kind of their advanced where they kind of customize it and mm -hmm. depending on the integration that you need, whether it's that HubSpot, Pardot, or Marketo. Some of those are one-time fees. Yeah. Some of them are That's free. the level that includes the 100 free videos. Um, okay. Uh, it has A-B testing included. So that's kind of custom pricing. And then- Do you know what, can you speak on what the A-B testing is exactly? Because some of the other platforms have that's sim true. similar. So A-B testing is, is just like you would uh, do A-B testing for email or website, anything like that, where you can actually set two test groups. Is it um, a different video or a different thumbnail? Different it, you can change- uh, Player settings? I don't know about the different platforms specifically, but typically you, you choose what's different between the two. Mm -hmm. um, and and you're, you're just uploading two different options or you're selecting a different thumbnail or so it, it could be a 90 second version and a 30 second version and you wanna embed it on your site, it'll embed the A-B test on your site. So if you pick certain types of people to get one over the other or if you randomize it, it will at random uh, either load the 30 second video or the 90 second video and then you can put that, the, that data next to each other and say we got, you know, twice as many plays on the 30 second video as the 90 second video. What you might infer from that is that people are willing to give you 30 seconds to say something, but they're not willing to give you 90 seconds to say or something. Or you might see that the people who watched 30 seconds bought 10% of the time or converted 10% yep. of the time, but the people who watched a full 90 seconds or at least 80% of that video were more likely to convert. Yep. And therefore you just want, you, you know. Yep, and you can also, you could, you could have the same video and you could test different thumbnails just mm -hmm. see which one is gonna get you the most 
plays or click-throughs mm -hmm. or whatever. You could test different uh, calls to action and kind of turn style forms at the end. So uh, you could test whether you want to put, uh, whether you want to gate something at the beginning, in the middle, mm -hmm. or the end okay. of your video also. So there's all kinds of flexibility in there, but that is, again, one of those more advanced options. Um, it doesn't appear that Vimeo at any of its levels has any has that as an option. Uh, Wistia has it in their custom uh, option. So again, they're they're at ninety nine dollars for their you know a month for their package for their standard package, and then it's custom after that. Kind of the next step up from that price wise would probably be twenty three. I don't know twenty three and, and Vidyard are, are pretty close, but twenty three they they kind of take a different approach. They're uh, a lot of their platform is big on webinars. Mm -hmm. So being able to they actually do really host cool they webinar do stuff. Really, they do a lot of really cool stuff with a lot of things. Mm -hmm. and, um, and they'll figure out the other problems That's later. just a compression issue, I'm, yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. So they're big on webinars. Mm -hmm. They've got a lot of cool features about Very basically cool. hosting webinars, promoting webinars, hosting them, and, and then being able to like send them out uh, mm -hmm. after uh, yeah, it's the all, webinar. It's very automated. It's, it's a all in there. Experience. It's a great interface. It's easy to do. Um, it'll even send out like registration emails, reminder emails. You can set like, you know, to people who didn't, people who'd registered but didn't attend. Mm -hmm. It'll say, hey, sorry, you couldn't make it. You can send a sorry, sorry, you couldn't make it email with like, here's the webinar so that you can watch it. You can set when it sends that out. That's very cool. So if you're doing a lot of webinars and that's pretty much what you're doing, $1.99 a month. Then they've got their video marketing platform, which is that more apples to apples, um, you know, video hosting, analytics, pushing to other channels and capturing those analytics. That's $4.99 a month. You put those two together at $6.99 a month. So that's the webinars and the video marketing platform. And then they've got these customizable enterprise, uh, which gets to a lot of internal comms and things like that. They actually do list, um, it seems like it's custom pricing, but they do list the starting price as $2,500 a month. Okay, jeez. So that's a different world. Mm -hmm. than, I mean, even $700 a month is a different world than the $7 a month Wistia. for for you know Vimeo Pro or Plus or whichever mm -hmm. one that was. And then Vidyard is kind of in the same place. Um, they have, of course, they've got their free forever, which limits you to five videos, but then they're they're at $150 a month. The next level up is $850 a month. And then, of course, their enterprise is totally custom. And that's multiple integration. That's basically whatever you need. We'll find a way to make yep. it. Um, they're, so, they're great to work with through the sales process, too. Yes, they are. Um, and uh, so that's, you know, so that's everything from free through, you know, $2,500 a month and more. Mm -hmm. um, so depending on, on, you know, how much you want to integrate that data, how many videos you're hosting, you know, how many channels you're publishing to, all that kind of stuff. Those are really the, the key points that help you decide which <coughs> platform to use. And they're all, they're all perfectly good. 23, maybe give it another six months. They'll figure some stuff out. Yeah. We should have told them that we didn't, <laughs> what the issue was. I think we did. Okay. I, I did at some point. Okay. Um, but, um, okay. So anything else on the hosting platforms? I don't think so. Okay. That is everything there is to know about hosting. Yes. The <laughs> definitive guide to video hosting. Um, so next I want to talk about um, briefly, you know, we talk about distribution as this way to, to put video out there so that anybody can find it. But what might be some ways that you can actually increase your odds of people finding your content? So let's say you put... This is getting in, this is the gray area. I think this may be why this, this is, is last. It's, it's last because it kind of sets up, you know, promotion. But um, if if I upload a video file to YouTube, mm -hmm. to, to my, you know, brand channel mm -hmm. on YouTube, and it's, and I've used this example before, it, it's, you know, um, explainer video ver2 dash final final, mm -hmm dot mov <clears throat> if that's what i upload and i don't actually type anything into the titles that's the title what's, that's the title by default yeah. and i don't think anybody's actually searching youtube for explainer video for two dash final mm -hmm. final right so mm -hmm. at the very least if you're 
you know, think about the <clears throat> going back to that intent. What's the intent of people using YouTube? A lot of it is learning how to do things. So, you know, optimize your titles for YouTube behavior. Maybe it's, you know, how to change a carburetor, mm -hmm. if that's what it's about. I mean, I wouldn't name it that if it was about, you know, <laughs> anything else, but like, you know, because people are gonna search for how to change a carburetor and then your video is more likely to show up. So that's where, to me, that still fits in distribution because what you're doing is increasing the odds that anybody can find it. Sure. It doesn't mean you're necessarily targeting anyone specifically, you're just not setting it out there and like closing your eyes and crossing your fingers and hope that somebody stumbles upon it. You're using your titles. In addition, you're writing a description that has keywords that you know are searched for. You're, you're you know, selecting the right tags. Um, you're, you know, creating a compelling thumbnail. Everybody's been on YouTube and they search for something and you got, I mean, a dozen options on that first page. Mm -hmm. Well, usually it's like the attractiveness of that thumbnail that gets people to click on, you know, this video. They might look at how many plays something has and mm -hmm. say, oh, if a lot of people are watching this, they, you know, but if you've got an optimized title with an optimized description and you've got that more engaging thumbnail than another video does, then you're probably, more, you know, you're just as likely to show up in the search, but then you're more likely to get that click because it's, you know, it's that face. There's a person there. There's clearly, you know, the topic that's being covered that could be different than the title of sure. your video, for example. Um, but that thumbnail that you've optimized for YouTube is probably a different thumbnail that you would use on your website. Yes. Um, because maybe you want to have a, a more branded look on your site, a more clean and polished look. And on YouTube, you want to have a more DIY um, help looking mm -hmm. video. Yep. Maybe the same exact video, but your thumbnail can be very powerful in that way. Yep. And if it's on your site, maybe it needs to align better with your brand guidelines and your website design. And so you create a custom thumbnail that is just seamless with the design of your site but then that's not gonna get anybody's attention on YouTube, so it's a different thumbnail for the same video on YouTube. Um, I, I think we, could, we can also get into some of the common mistakes that people make here too when, when, when they don't optimize. Mm -hmm. So like if I'm making a video, it's probably going to be in you know, standard HD 16-9 aspect ratio, mm -hmm. right? It's gonna be that rectangle. But if I upload that video to Instagram, mm -hmm and I don't resize the video when I'm posting it, I'm gonna cut off the edges, right? Right. It's just gonna show that square. So if I've maybe put in any kind of graphics, mm -hmm. titles, lower thirds, captions, anything like that, if I don't you know, shrink it down in the post to go to show me the full video, I may cut off those edges. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's worth knowing, again, this is why strategy is the foundation, hey, we're going to be putting this on exactly. Instagram. So why not go ahead and if you're, at, at the very least, optimize your graphics, your visuals for that square aspect ratio, but or, why or not just, just create an Instagram version that could be sure. a square aspect ratio? Sure. Or a vertical, if, if you're going to do, and if you're again, committing this to is, social, this is, know, phone yeah. viewed. Yeah, and, and this is maybe a little bit more about promotion, but if you're doing an Instagram story, you know, ad, or even if you're just doing just a post, story, yeah. right? I mean, you know, make it so that it, it looks good on, on vertical, maybe do a vertical mm -hmm. cut. And again, this is why you do all of this strategy planning before you even shoot, because if its sole purpose is to be an Instagram story ad, you might as well shoot it to be vertical video yeah. instead of just re-editing a version that way. So um, I think another thing that really gets me too is the time constraints. Mm -hmm. that a lot of social like channels give you. Cuts off, like it's seemingly, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like Instagram mark. is 60 seconds. Yeah. Or, you know, and and I think Twitter is something like, you know, a minute and 40 seconds for mm -hmm. some reason. Um, but, you know, if, if I've made a two minute video and I'm putting it on either of those platforms, somebody's gonna get half of the way or two thirds of the way through it and they're not gonna probably see my CTA, mm -hmm. which is at the end, right? So. I, Again, we might be dabbling into promotion a little bit, but you know, make some promo cuts, make mm -hmm. some stuff that's less than 60 seconds to give people a taste of what the video content is, and that CTA actually be driving people to a landing page that has the full two minute video on it. Yep. So you can actually get people moving from that social channel, and that's a really hard thing to do. 
is to get people to leave whatever channel they're on. Yep. I mean, that's one thing that we've noticed with so much of our work. And, and Instagram makes it a little harder because they don't let you embed links. <coughs> you have to like put link in bio and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But like, man, nobody wants to leave the Instagram platform to go anywhere else. Right. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's good that they have IGTV now. Yeah. Because now you can just put a longer form content in IGTV. You can set it up as a post. It'll give you the first 60 seconds as a teaser. And then all you have to do is say, keep watching mm -hmm. on IGTV. <clears throat> but nobody wants to go to YouTube. Yeah. From something that's in their Instagram. Right. Um, audio is another big thing. Yeah. So many social platforms. You know, Instagram is something you can turn off or on per session. But you know, most videos start autoplaying without any audio. Mm -hmm. So you've got to figure out ways to get people's attention with either captions or titles or something interesting visually in those first sec. I, I saw, again, something else uh, yesterday or, or maybe over the weekend um, that, you know, that said something like 76% of video views on Facebook never turn the audio on. Wow. An astonishingly high number of people who will just watch through. It's probably because they're doing it while they're at the dinner table and they don't want to. <laughs> sure, yeah. You know, or they're in the bathroom and, you know, they mm -hmm. don't want the person next to them hearing what, you know, mm -hmm. the Jelly's Marble Run that they're, you know, that they're watching or whatever. <laughs> I forgot. How did that one pop up in your head? Uh, it's just because that's what I do in the bathroom. Jelly's Marble Jelly's Run? Jelly's Marble Runs. Every time? Not every time. Wait, oh, they have multiple. I, I thought oh, there they was got a ton. One. Oh, no, there's a ton. Oh, okay. They have the Marble Olympics. They have Holy shit. all kinds <laughs> of, yes. It's like, I think it's Jelly's, like J E L L E S. Jelly's Marble Runs, you will lose the next two hours of your life. So huh. don't go there until after you finish listening to this episode. Um, so, yeah, so those are all things where you have to consider your distribution channels. Mm -hmm. and um, and respect where it's going to be distributed so that you can optimize for those individual channels, right. which is why we're always saying video is a practice, not a deliverable. Mm -hmm. Because you can't just write, shoot, and edit one video and expect that it's going to work perfectly in all of the ways that you can use it. You could restrict yourself to using it in one place, but you're not going to get the return right. that you can be getting on it. And so... All of a sudden, you're you're going from like one video, but then it has like twelve different versions, because you've got the YouTube version that has this different thumbnail, and the email version has this animated GIF thumbnail, and the promo, the the website and the promo and the the square aspect, right? Like, but it's all the same content, mm -hmm. but you just have to optimize for each of those channels. Um, what haven't we covered with distribution? Um. I think, I think I can kind of tease our, our final two episodes in this arc a little bit because we could potentially, again, talk about like targeting specific people. Uh, with the descriptions, certainly, and tags, mm -hmm. that's making tags, stuff hashtags. findable. But once you start to use hashtags, to me, that, that qualifies under my definition of, of promotion because you're targeting people who are following certain hashtags. Yep. Um, if you're just tagging something on YouTube, that helps it come up in in searches it's not necessarily targeting specific people specific you know people following certain things we could probably also talk about analytics too but that'll be our last episode in this arc after promotion mm -hmm. is you know the types of data that you can get we've touched a little bit on on the the richness and the the depth of that data mm -hmm. but in that episode we'll actually break into what some common uh, metrics are which ones you should be tracking, which ones you maybe don't need to pay as much attention to, that kind of thing. That, that will probably come back to a lot of the reasons why you may not want to use YouTube and you may want to go to something paid because you can track certain behavior in other platforms that you can't get that data mm -hmm. from YouTube. So, um, you know, if we're keeping it to distribution, I think we've pretty much covered the basics. Mm -hmm. um, It'd be a good then, start for someone who's just, you know, Maybe not so familiar. But there's a there's any number of ways we can go deeper on a lot of this stuff, and yeah. I'm sure we will as we continue to do the podcast. But for now, um, it's a good starting point. Yeah, this is episode 12. At some point, we're going to have to you know come up with some idea for episode 206. And Jesus, my guess is we'll just take a deep dive on you know optimization, 
mm-hmm. and it'll be a shorter episode, but you know, it'll be more information about that stuff we just skimmed over. So, um, all right. So there's a basic conversation about distribution. I think we should take some time to thank our sponsor again. Yep. And again, yeah, unfortunately they didn't send any copy along. I'm not sure what exactly they wanted us to say. It's not a video pie. I can't show you. Um, I don't think you'd be allowed to. And, and well, nor, that'll, nor that'll give feel, it the explicit tag. Yeah. Nor, nor do I feel appropriate explaining it because it gets personal. Um, but it, just know that me and Ben and the uh, the other fellows in this office um, have have not gone back to urinating the same way. <clears throat> uh, the sponsor is your in with the apostrophe R E. Um, so thank you to them. I mean, they sent. Oh, I get Hi. it. You're in. You're in. That's right. Ah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and so thank you. Like, I don't know. They did, there was no return address on a package. Like, I just all we can say is thank you for the money and the. the Anytime uh, I get any unsolicited medical device in the mail, I'm more interested in figuring out how it works. Yeah. And using it. Then I am in like maybe this was supposed to go to a urologist or something like that. <laughs> right. In fact, I didn't even look to see if it was, it was addressed, addressed to us. Well, you know there just, were four sample kits. Yeah. And there were four of us in the office. Here, yeah. So you just assume they knew. Yeah. You're not I supposed have, to clean these things, are you? I don't think you can. Yeah. That wouldn't be. That doesn't make sense. No. All right. Well, thanks to our. Sponsor, you're, you're in. in. Do they have a website or, or anything? <laughs> yes. Like a hot man? Okay, yeah. what, what's the website? You're in.com? I don't remember. Uh, when you're in, you're in. Dot net? Dot net. <laughs> when you're in, you're in. Dot net. Click the microphone at the top, put in storyboard for a free gift. <laughs> a special applicator. Attachment. It looks like their site is down right now, but I, I'm sure they'll get that back up. That's probably just because of the boost in traffic from yeah. the, from the sponsorship. The live, <laughs> the live listening to yeah. this. Maybe they sent packages out to a whole bunch of people unsolicited, and like nine people are like, "What is this thing?" That wouldn't be smart from an attribution standpoint. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Um, okay, so thanks for listening to our insane ramblings. Um, you know, rate, review, subscribe, blah blah blah. Um, I think I talked in the last episode about how, why, like, why don't you do that at the beginning of the episode? Yeah. Like, if anybody's going to make it to the end of the episode, they're probably a subscriber or rater or reviewer already. Mm. But then I saw this really shitty video from some guy while doing some research for a new client of ours. Mm-hmm. It was just some dude, like, sitting in a copier room with, like, a University of Maryland sweatshirt on. Oh. And it was this very technical, it was like, it was like life sciences lab kind of talk. And it was just this dude sitting there in a sweatshirt and he started his thing with, before we get started, make sure you like, subscribe. And I was like, never, never would I start. I'm I'm not, I'm just gonna read the post. I'm gonna stop, I'm gonna hit stop right now. I'm gonna read the information that's here, be a little bit smarter. He was all spread eagle and stuff too, like right He, he was man spreading right into was, camera. He was, yes, that was, it was not a very well done video. And he was in a, contr- in a, contr- like a, he like was a in like a grass rack. bubble or something. Yeah. Um, but, you know, go Terps. Fear the turtle. Um, so anyway, that's I, I totally get if I heard, you know, rate and subscribe at the beginning of a podcast, they'd be like, fucking get onto the real sponsor. Yeah. You know, no podcast has fake sponsors. Yeah, get to the real sponsors. Get to the real sponsors. Uh, all right. Well, we will. Uh, you will hear us next time on what will be episode ooh lucky episode 13 is it yeah okay. it's about promotion good it's what we're most about that, that'll be a fun one to figure out what could possibly go wrong um, yeah. ooh we have a Friday the 13th coming up so. maybe we should record it on that day is that would be September? two weeks yeah it's the 13th of September is it a Friday Oh yeah, I forgot I even had it on. He's got to turn it on. I forgot.
got started. <laughs> just, just pull the ripcord. <laughs> Yank. Give it a couple yanks. And you're in. You're in. Uh, but it is so comfortable that you forget you're wearing it. I find that it more is just generally numb to the area, so I can't feel it anymore. Don't, don't hold it back in to like deprive me of a laugh. <laughs> Nobody can see us. No. No? Yeah. Okay. Alright. <laughs> so anyway, $12 tickets. The show starts. Where, you know, the stage lights come up. And this 